0: Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you're with us for this episode for Sunday, September 25th, 2022. We've been in a series entitled Telling Time for Beginners. The title of today's episode is Telling Time for Beginners, The Sign of the Red Heifer. This is going to be a great one today, folks. Wow, 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 just wow. (laughs) Oh, man, did you see that sign? What sign, Pastor Ed? The sign of the red heifer. You don't know what I'm talking about? Well, you know what? I didn't know about this either because in the last episode we did last week for Sunday, September 18th, the Antichrist temple, I did not know about some information that I'm going to share with you today. I think I discovered it that Sunday night or that Monday, but it does relate to the temple, and I debated whether or not to do a standalone episode on this, but I thought, you know, this this could be very significant. What about the red heifer, Pastor Ed? All right, I'm going to tell you right now. On September 15th, this year, 2022, that is a little over a week ago, five red heifers were flown from a Texas ranch to Israel. Now, this is a fact. You can read about it. If you just Google it, you'll you'll get Jewish people in Israel writing about this event. This is a very important event. Now, why is it important? And and we'll see whether or not this turns out to be right, and I'll explain that in a moment, but it could be important or significant for this reason. Remember, in our series, we're trying to help those who are not as knowledgeable about the Bible, or even if you are, are fairly familiar with the Bible, you might not feel that you're, quite up to speed on a third of the Bible, uh, roughly a third called Bible prophecy. Many people dismiss that out of hand, and they are incorrect in doing so. The more they say it doesn't matter, the more we see happening right in front of us what the Bible predicts to happen. So it looks to me like we're on the right track. I don't know what they're doing, but anyway, the Bible has much to say about the future of the world. And it's not all bad, as some people say. I mean, there's some fantastic things the Bible predicts for the future of the earth. But there are some terrible things as well. But one of the prominent Jewish rabbis, Maimonides, said that some rabbis of Israel believe the Messiah would sacrifice the red heifer for the third temple to be built. Or he he would sacrifice it maybe as part of the temple worship. Now, as I explained last week in fairly great detail, and you need to go back and listen if you missed last week's episode, the Antichrist Temple, the third temple in the history of the Jewish people They do not have a temple today anywhere in the world, and it can only be located, by the way, at a specific place in Jerusalem. Well, they've had no temple since the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD. Yet the Bible is very clear about a future temple for the Jewish people. You can't allegorize it away or spiritualize it away. It's a real prediction. Now, in Israel, there is a group of Orthodox Jewish priests and and those related to a future temple who would serve in it who operate the Temple Institute. And you can visit their website at templeinstitute.org. Look it up. And you'll learn even more about this by going there. But the Jewish people, in having rejected Jesus Christ as their rightful Messiah, they are unwittingly getting ready to rebuild a third temple to which they believe their Messiah will come, and a Messiah will come to that temple. We know from the New Testament, as I explained in detail last week, that they will be um, deceived in believing that this Messiah is the true Messiah. Actually, he's the devil's Messiah. This will be what I've called the Antichrist Temple. And a false Messiah will be received initially by the Jewish people. But you know what is neat about this is the eyes of the Jewish people will be opened eventually, and you can read more about that last week uh, or listen to that and learn more about that, but their eyes will be opened and they will realize that he is a false messiah and their hearts will be turned to receive the Lord Jesus Christ who is returning to earth. Now, in Jewish history, there have only been nine red heifers sacrificed. And by the way, if you're a city boy, I'm not, but I'm a suburban boy, I'm not a country boy. But I did visit my grandmother's farm out in the country, but she didn't have any cattle at that time. But just so we all know what we're talking about here, this is a female cow, okay? That's what a cow is. It is a red cow, you know, not a white one, not a white and black one, not a brown one, a red cow, okay? That's a female, all right? Maimonides and the other rabbis predict the 10th red heifer will be sacrificed relating to the third temple. Now, Rabbi Chaim Rickman wrote a book entitled The Mystery of the Red Heifer, and I'm quoting a brief passage here. Rabbi Rickman says, But the sages of Israel enigmatically stated that when the Messiah arrives, he will stand atop the roof of the holy temple and cry out, Humble ones, the time of your redemption has arrived. Thus, the temple will be built before the Messiah arrives. In fact, today, wherever an observant Jew may find himself anywhere in the world, he will turn three times a day and he will face Jerusalem and say, may the temple be rebuilt speedily and in our day. All right, so let's find out from the Bible a little bit more about this. What is this business about a red heifer? Well, there is a requirement of a red heifer for the worship first at the tabernacle that Moses built at the direction of God, and then, of course, at the temple after that. The requirement of the red heifer, where does that come from? Where can we learn more about that from the Bible? Well, in the Old Testament of the Bible, We read in the book of Numbers, chapter 19. I'm going to read verses 1 through 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law, which the Lord hath commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came yoke. And ye shall give her unto Eleazar the priest, that he may bring her forth without the camp. And one shall slay her before his face. And Eleazar the priest shall take of her blood with his finger and sprinkle of her blood directly before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times. And one shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin and her flesh and her blood with her dung shall he burn. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet and cast it into the mist of the burning of the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the priest shall be unclean until the even. And he that burneth her shall wash his clothes in water, and bathe his flesh in water, and shall be unclean until the even. And a man that is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, and lay them up without the camp in a clean place and it shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel of Israel for a water of separation it is a purification for sin and he that gathereth the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and he shall be unclean until the even And it shall be unto the children of Israel and unto the stranger that sojourneth among them for a statute forever. He that toucheth the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with it on the third day, and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he purify not himself, the third day then the seventh day he shall not be clean now this ritual was performed not obviously not at the tabernacle or in the temple but outside the camp and now we're going to see the reality of the red heifer what did the red heifer point toward it pointed toward the messiah the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, someone extremely familiar with the Jewish worship system, I believe it was the Apostle Paul, wrote this in Hebrews 9, 13 and 14. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth To the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And then in Hebrews thirteen, verses eleven and twelve, we read this for the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Now let me ask you a question. Even somebody only remotely familiar with the Bible would probably know the answer to this question. Was Jesus crucified inside the city of Jerusalem or outside the city of Jerusalem? And just about every one of you are saying, well, he he carried the cross outside Jerusalem and was crucified outside the city. And you know what? You'd be right. Because the red heifer points to what the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross and he rose again the 3rd day and he is how we are cleansed and forgiven his sacrifice and his resurrection proves that the father accepted his sacrifice for our sins isn't that good news that's great news if you're jewish today and you're listening i understand the desire for the 3rd temple I understand the excitement there would be about that. But the true Messiah has already come. The false Messiah is coming to that third temple, and I don't want you to be deceived. So here's a question. Do the Orthodox Jews have the red heifer? Well, if they do, then expect the temple to be rebuilt speedily and in our day. And what can we expect based on that? Now, let me say before I go further, maybe they, the Temple Institute and the Orthodox Jews, maybe they do have a red heifer, a true red heifer. Five were brought that were raised on a cattle ranch in Texas, and they are going to be examined for a period of time to determine if any of them are truly, actually a red heifer. They are extremely rare. If one of them is, it may well be that that red heifer will be sacrificed and his ashes kept so that they are ready to, to sanctify the temple when it is rebuilt. There is a growing fervor among even the average Uh, non-orthodox Jewish person in Israel, especially in Jerusalem, to see a third temple built. Many people who don't consider themselves, or many Jewish people who don't consider themselves especially religious, are beginning to ask, why shouldn't we have a temple? Just like the Muslims have their place of worship, Christians have their places of worship, Why shouldn't we have a place of worship in Jerusalem? And let me tell you, there is a group of people, the Temple Institute, they are ready to build that third temple. And why is that significant? How does that help us tell time prophetically? Because we know that the Antichrist will will come to that third temple. We don't know if he will have a hand in making it possible for it to be rebuilt or in some way helping it be rebuilt. We don't know those details. We do know from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the Antichrist, the beast, who by this point in his career will literally be indwelt by Satan, will come to that temple and demand the worship of the world. And you can read about that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and in Revelation chapter 13. So the point is, if one of these five red heifers over time turns out to be an actual red heifer, we have got to be infinitely closer to the time of the rebuilding of the third temple of the tribulation of the Antichrist and the return of Christ. But you know what happens before that? The Lord Jesus Christ can return at any moment he chooses to take his bride, the church, out of this world. And I'm looking every day for the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ. So maybe we, the Jewish people have a red heifer now, maybe not. They will observe these animals and determine if they do. But I hope that you are seeing today, right now, that telling time for beginners is getting easier and easier. Now, if you do not know where you will go after you pass away, whenever that may be, you're not sure where you will live forever. And you will live forever somewhere, either in heaven or in hell, you need to write down this phone number. You need to talk with someone. I want you to write this number down, 877-247-2426. 877-247-2426. If you call that number, someone will speak to you about your relationship to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you will find out how you can, and you can be sure where you will live forever when you leave this earth. If you know that you're a Christian, you may need to have some encouragement or help about living the Christian life, and you can receive that there. But if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to know right now, you are being set up in the future to believe in the Antichrist as the false Christ. I want you to know Jesus Christ. Amen? You may want to go to chataboutjesus.com. Chataboutjesus.com. There you can chat with someone about the questions you have about the Lord Jesus Christ, about how to become a Christian, how to live the Christian life. And you can get the encouragement you need there as well if you don't want to call the phone number. Now, I have some good news for you today, but it starts out sounding really bad. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's you, that's me, that's all of us. But Romans 6.23 is where the good news is. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thank you for listening today to This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. I invite you to listen weekly. In fact, you may want to like this episode and follow the podcast so you can be notified each week when a new episode is posted. But I want you to do something right now, right where you're listening, you can share this episode with people you know and care about. Send it to them that they can hear this good news about the Lord Jesus Christ and they can learn to tell time about the prophetic days in which we live. Thanks for listening. If the Lord doesn't come first and I'm still here, we'll be back next week with the next episode of This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.